That's classic. We bring you great laughs and a unique behind-the-scenes look at classic television shows and movies. I'm John Cato. I'm an actor, voiceover artist, and also bring you an amazing insight as a moderator with over 20 years' experience in the television industry. All right. Today, we have a- another awesome uh, broadcast here, and uh, I have none other than uh, Marta uh, Kristen back on the show, which is phenomenal. She was incredible the first time, and then to have her back now is is even more of a thrill. And today, Marta's going to answer all the fan questions that were sent in, which is uh, really, you know, real high for all the fans out there, too. So, Marta, thank you so much for being here. Well, we'll see if I can answer all the questions. And I <laughs> love being here. You're, you're a great interviewer and, and uh, a charming man. So I'm very kind. <laughs> all right. Well, that's really sweet of you. I appreciate that very much. Um, Okay, well, we'll start off with our first question. Let's see what uh, let's see where we're at. So, the candy sent in a few, but um, I'm going to go with a few of these. What was the color of the gorgeous dress Judy got from the thought machine in Wish Upon a Star season one? Well, it was in black and white. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's why she's asking the question. You know, I believe it was a coral color. Because they asked me what my favorite color was, and that's what I told them. So I, you know, I don't quite remember. I remember in Space Beauty where I was wearing a blue, very beautiful blue dress. But I, I think it was a, a coral color. Interesting. She wanted to know if there were any color photos of you wearing the dress that you've ever seen. No. Oh, there, there, there. No, there's a black. There might be a, a color one of me wearing the one from Space Beauty, but. Other than that, I, I, I haven't seen any. There could okay. be, you know. Interesting. Well, just the fact that, that you think it might be coral is kind of cool. Um, all right. Do you have a favorite scene between Judy and Don? All my scenes with Don were good. I'd love, <laughs> um, you know, we were told a little while into the uh, first season that we couldn't have any touching. Uh, wow. Once in a while, you know, we would touch each other's hands and, and uh, we did so in the chariot. And that was one of my favorite moments where we just sort of looked at each other and I reached out, he, you know, just we touched and, and, and because that, that's where our relationship was supposed to go. You know, we were supposed to have a, uh, uh, we were supposed to be the love interest and I was supposed to be the, uh, you know, the one that, uh, uh, that would, I guess, eventually populate the, right. uh, you know, the show, but, uh, you know, the, the, the planets, uh, the worlds that we were trying to find, the habitable worlds we were trying to find. I got you. Actually, I had another question from Joe that asked that. Do you wish that Don and Judy, the romance, had continued on? Absolutely. Um, because it, it was meant to be in the, in, in, you know, when, when the show first started, otherwise they would, they would certainly wouldn't have put us together in, in the way that they did. And uh, it was CBS that said, no, no romance, no romance between the parents because wow. June and I were always looking lovingly and holding each other. And, and I, and they felt, oh, this is a kid's show, but you, you know, I, I, I think they were wrong. I, I think that, uh, yeah. you know, the, the family structure is uh, is such that, um, I mean, it, it, the societal structure is such that you know you you look for a companion, and certainly Don and I would have been a good match. Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, so we got, you know, we got our loving looks in and our little touches here and there. And, and uh, you know, my sighing whenever I see him kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those. That's so funny that you say that. I do. I remember you actually sighing. That's, that's great. Um, okay, so she wrote also that some of my favorites are Judy and Don arguing about his argument with John over fixing the chariot before crossing the hungry sea. That's one of them. Um, then Judy's goodbye to Don in his cabin in the raft and Judy asking Don to offer himself with her in place of Will and Penny to the keeper. And, I mean, she, she, she definitely said that. And then this one was interesting. Judy and John at the end of blast off into space, when she tells him, because I'm so proud of you, because you've taken such good care of us and because I love you. Yes. Yeah. Those were big ones for her. Yeah. Well, the keeper is interesting because, you know, he was going to take uh, Will and, and Penny and mm -hmm. uh, it would be natural for me as the older sister to say, I, you know, I will sacrifice myself and, uh, you know, as, as part of the, the specimen of, uh, of the human, our human race that, that, uh, that uh, the keeper wanted to, to have. So yeah, it, you know, I and I think that that was sort of a theme uh, throughout the the show that there was a kind of selflessness and and a familial love that that um, ran through it. I think that's why the show is 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 so popular uh, now, even even now uh, that because of that, it, it, there's a tenderness to it and and a uh, sacrifice. You know, I mean, it, 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 it's not blatant, it's it, but it and, and linear, but it, but it's there. It's underlying, and um, God knows we need that now. Yeah, we uh, do. So, uh, you know, I think that's why the show has lasted for so long. That's and so interesting too, because you're you're absolutely right. There's so little, like, touching or you know, sense of, uh, you know, romance, so to speak. But there is a sense of love. That you do sense, and that's pretty cool that you got that across, actually. Yeah, I think, and and also we, you know, we had um, we like Bill and I would sang around the campfire, and I mean, just the small touches of what families perhaps do or want to do um, uh, in in their in 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 their lives uh, with you know with with their uh, the loves the ones they love the most. Mm -hmm. uh, so. You know, it sounds so corny nowadays to say things like that, um, but I'm sort of I'm old-fashioned in that way that I I feel that family is everything is the most mm -hmm. important. Your friends come next, and uh, and then you know whatever you can do to help make people feel better and alive and and good and and you know anyway. Right. No. No. You're right. You're right. Do you, uh, going back to her, do you have a, a favorite scene between Judy and John? Well, dad was always comforting. He was, you know, just his presence alone was enough to make me feel as if I had, um, if I had, as if I, it, as if there was someone who would always be taking care of me. Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, and and so when Guy Williams did pass, you know, I felt a part of that paternal love passing as well. It, it was very hard for me. It was because um, he was he was you know always with his 
hands on his sides and you know watching out for for the, like the big old big bear watching yeah. out for 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 the family and for uh for our safety yeah. yeah, he was a real man's man kind he of. He was man's feeling. man. He was Zorro. Yeah, you know? literally. That's right. He literally was Zorro. Yeah. When I found out I was going to be working with him, I all I thought of was he was my great crush as wow. a young girl. And I couldn't believe that I was going to be working with Guy Williams. I and mean, that's pretty cool. And he proved to be everything that, that uh, I, I had thought he was. Wow. Wow. That's neat. That's neat. Not too many people get that opportunity like that. Um, okay. Our next question. Uh, this is also from Candy. Uh, did the show's editor ever compile a blooper reel for the season end uh, rap parties? And if so, uh, how come we've never seen the footage? <laughs> <laughs> we were a blooper reel. <laughs> uh, Candy, I'm sorry. I don't believe there's a blooper reel. I wish there was. I mean, we had, there were times when we could barely keep it together because we would be working very, very late and um, we would start giggling and that would be the end of, you know, the, the evening and Irwin Allen would come in and, and yell at us and say, time is money. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, always. And he was the producer and uh, that was the truth, but um, no, no blooper reel. Okay. All right. Well, that's Although fine. Maybe the Great Vegetable Rebellion could be called that. Yeah, there are. <laughs> some people I'm, might call it that. Yes. Some people it. might call it creative. I don't know. Okay. Um, so uh, I had actually had another one from Steve. Do you keep any, did you keep anything from the set at all? We were supposed to come back the next year. So uh, there would be no, no reason for me to lift anything. Yeah. Uh, it would have been nice. You know, my one of my costumes just sold for $80,000. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. Wow. I, and uh, a lovely man um, uh, bought it and uh, or, or uh, uh, actually he bought it and, and a family from New Jersey had uh, had all the guy or many of the costumes. And when I saw it, I said, oh, that can't be mine. It was like this small. <laughs> <laughs> I no, no. That's, you know, that's a doll's. <laughs> but oh. I forgot how small I was. Wow, that's amazing. Did, um, do here's, here's one. If not, what, what item do you wish you had taken? Uh, hmm. Oh, I think I would have taken the second year's costume, if anything, about if, if, if it were a costume. Otherwise, I would have taken a few of those laser guns and the robot. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. No, the robot. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Who, who wouldn't be in my closet right now? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Walked um, away <laughs> in the basement. I don't I'd love that. that. Um, which, which writer on the show do you feel wrote the best for Judy that you recall? Well, there was so many writers that, um, what, actually we had about six writers, I think. The mm -hmm. one, the, there were two men, um, what are their names? Um, Alan, oh, I, I, I don't remember his name. Anyway, okay. for, for um, uh, the attack of the monster plants. 
and Alan and, and um, I, do I have that written? Oh, Alan, oh, here it is. Alan Balter and William <laughs> Woodfield. Who, who wrote who wrote the attack of the monster plants it was originally called the, the cyclamen and um that was so much fun to play bad judy uh, <laughs> want any salad i don't want any salad everyone says that to me do you want any salad Marta? i don't want any salad <laughs> being that i was a plant I, you know right 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 vegetarian. <laughs> or a, no not a vegetarian <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's cool. That's cool that you remember that one. I, I like that. Um, okay, this is from Howard. Uh, in the episode Space Trader, um, heading up the uh, the uh, Jupiter 2 ramp, did Bob May fall and get knocked unconscious and then land on you? No, he didn't land on me. But at one point, he did, He, uh, you know, at some some of the times he was on on wires right mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um one time he, he did trip there with the wire somehow got entangled and he tripped and fell over and everybody's oh my god oh my god we thought bobby you know had been knocked unconscious and all of that but uh they immediately uprighted it. he was he was okay but he was a bit bruised and that wow. never happened again but Bobby was a wonderful man. He loved being in the robot. And uh, he just, I mean, he couldn't wait in the morning until he could suit up. And, wow. you know, and, and there was a whole team that uh, worked, worked with him uh, and the robot. Wow, wow. I wonder if that was hard for him then when the show ended to, you know, in essence, that was it. That, that's the end of the robot, I mean, for him. Yeah, well, it wasn't because he made a living really going to uh, conventions and um, and doing various things, uh, you know, uh, with the robot and and uh, uh, Kevin Burns had purchased the robot and um, put it back together in a beautiful way. And so Kevin and Bobby, Kevin, you know, asked Bobby if he wanted to be a part part of the conventions. And and so Bobby made a pretty good living doing that. Um, and unfortunately, uh, shortly before he died, his home uh, got burnt to the ground in one of our terrible uh, fires, and all oh. of his all of his memorabilia was burned with it. And I think that just killed him. I mean, it just he, you know, it was horrific. And because he had he had you know robots of all different sizes, and and um, you know they everyone sent him things, and and. Um, and of course, he collected all of the various robots that had been made, the V9 wow. that had been made throughout the years. And so, yeah, that was really, we all felt so deeply, deeply uh, sad for him when that happened. And um, uh, wow. but, yeah, but, you know, he sort of lifted himself up and, and uh, you know, got his, some pictures together and, and did a few more conventions after that. Wow, that's really something I did. I had not I had no idea that his his home had burned down like that. Wow, that's that's a big deal. Yeah. Um. So this is from Gay in the 1960s. Did you oh, win oh, a con? Thank you. Howard and Candy, thank you for this question. Oh yeah. Gay, <laughs> can't wait to. Hear. They'll like that. They'll like that for sure. Um. Okay. So from Gay in the 1960s, did you win a contest called Miss Blank, and what kind of contest was it? No, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, I don't remember. I could have <laughs> a while back. Um, uh, contests, contests. Ah, you know, I won um, a uh, contest. It was a, um, I, I was part of the forensics club in, uh, at Santa Monica High School. Oh. And I traveled all around doing a dramatic reading from All Quiet on the Western Front, and where I'm the voice of the soldier who comes home to visit his mother uh, oh, during wow. the war. And, um, and I won many, many contests with, from, from doing that reading. Um, I, I think it's uh, partly that the material I chose was very sophisticated and also very moving and, and, and something that we all have in common and that is that we want to talk to our mothers. And, yeah. um, and, uh, and he, he said, you know, it was it's a heartrending piece. And I don't know why I chose it, but I was an avid reader and still am. And I loved that book. And so uh, I, cho I, I chose it uh, for my dramatic reading, so. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, it it might not have been the contest he was thinking of, but we found a contest, and that's a that's a pretty no, good one. No beauty contests. <laughs> Sorry, but um, uh, you know, I was I was a pretty pretty good looking young woman. So uh, I'm sure you could have won a few. Believe me, without a doubt. Yes, and you still are, by the way. Um, okay, so this is from Pamela. Uh, she's from Cincinnati, Ohio. She said, from the three seasons, which outfit that you wore did you like the best? Well, the second year, the the one that was so sunny. I mean, it was oranges and and and, and yellows, and, and I just felt like a sort of a, a walking sunflower. I don't know. Wow, wow. I, but it was a you know fiery and and um, uh, and and. I, I don't know. There was just something about it that that I, I thought, and I liked my hairstyle and sort of a la Brigitte Bardot, and um, mm -hmm. it was um, yeah, it was a, it was a beautiful color. And um, so uh, the second year, the third year, I looked like an Easter egg with purples and lavender. <laughs> but uh, no, they were all actually quite beautiful. And what was interesting was that the. Um, the costumes began to become more like comic book characters. Yeah, yeah. That uh, and and the color of the of the show became that, and and the tenor of the show changed as well, of course, with Jonathan and uh, Will and and the robot uh, mm -hmm. taking um, you know center of court, and um, uh, you know uh, we there wasn't much we could do about that, so mm -hmm. we were all a little bit we who had figured that we were going to have different um, uh, character uh, stories, you know, written for us, uh, were a little bit upset that, you know, became, it became what it, what it did in, in the second and third year, but, mm -hmm. but albeit, uh, the, um, the show itself, be, even though it became a fantasy show, it really, it was entertaining and fun. And, mm -hmm. and that's what was going on in, in the rest of the, uh, you know, t TV land. Right. Well, actually, it's so funny because one of the questions was from Jeff, uh, where he, he said, uh, Marta, were you frustrated that the show went mainly to Dr. Smith, Will, and the Robot 
Penny to a smaller degree. You were featured in a couple of those episodes, uh, but uh, only a couple, and poor June even less. I I I don't blame the other actors or the, but because I know it's the producers or writers. But I think you answered that pretty well. He said, by the way, he says you are so beautiful. By the way, so there you go. Oh well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, yes, it was uh, it was difficult. It was a difficult. Um, I, w- I was rather bitter about it actually at the uh, at the end. But um, people kept saying to me, Marta, you're on a TV series. You know. I, going back to the episodes and the, and the, the first episode of, of um, uh, uh, you know the the reluctant stowaway. I mean, when I went on that set for the it was a pilot, I was just thrilled to see the the uh, the obvious um, money that was put into it. It was it was just stunning, and and um, I, I understood it to be the most expensive pilot ever made up to that point. And um, that's and, correct. Yeah, and it certainly I think they spent like $350,000 on it, mm-hmm. which was huge at that time. Yes. And, um, uh, yeah, and, and, the budget, and the budget showed. Uh, uh, and it was well-written. And I, I especially liked the cry, cryogenic tubes that, that we were in, you know, that, that mm-hmm. you know, I, I loved the look of those. I loved the spaceship. I loved the interior. Of the spaceship, I, it was beautiful, and 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 the ship itself um, was was uh, remarkable. I mean, it. I mean, how many times now do you see spaceships that fly through the you know in, in whatever you know movie or uh, a comic book that you see that look so much? I don't know whether we took it from somebody else. We probably did, but mm-hmm. still, you know, it's it's a it's a beautiful beautiful ship, and. Um, and and the costumes and and just all of the I mean our wonderful spacesuits and uh, I mean it, it, it for it its amazing. Time, for its time it was really really quite beautiful and quite quite um, modern and 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 well futuristic. Mm-hmm. No, I thought it, I thought it was just incredible. I still I still do, <laughs> but uh, it's so funny because those visuals stick in your head. You know, it's really funny. You're walking through these moments and I'm, I'm seeing them all because they were that stunning. You know, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, okay, going back. Uh, this is also from Pamela from Cincinnati. Um, out of the three seasons, which season did you like the best and why? Well, I liked the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that the, um, I loved sci-fi. Um, I loved, I mean, I, the Martian Chronicles. I loved Isaac Asimov. I read everything he ever wrote, and and um, I was always um, intrigued by the future. Mm-hmm. I loved I loved to um, to read about the futurists now and what 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 they're predicting, and and I thought that a lot of our show was prescient. I mean, we do need. We're going to be um, either we're going to destroy our planet or we're going to be overpopulated or underpopulated or something is going to happen and we're going to have to go out into the future at some point. And that's right. what's uh, to find another habitable world. So, uh, I mean, did you, I just saw the James uh, telescope, is it called? Yes. Yes. 
that's yes. uh, what, a, a million miles away. And there's it's oh. showing galaxies that we had never seen before, except with the Hubble, but it was never very clear. Right. I mean, it's stunning. It's and so exciting. Yeah. It's so exciting. And, and, um, and we know, I mean, you and I know, John, there are other people, there are oh, other, I totally. other life out there. I and, totally believe it. Yeah. yeah and, and, um, and that's what the keeper was about really, you know, then with uh, Michael Rennie, with Michael Rennie playing, um, I, I keep wanting to say kumquat, but Kantos, I think it was. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> and, 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 um, kumquat. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, uh, writers. Um, anyway, <laughs> You know, he was getting species of uh, two, two of all, all you know, aliens, and and uh, two of everything not, not unlike uh, uh, the Ark, Noah and the Ark. But um, uh, anyway, uh, he um, so he. What, where where was I going with this? He decides. He decides that. Um, I mean, to, to me, it's it's not unlike what. We're going to have to do at some point, right? Not, 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 not getting, you know, two of everything and taking them away and right, 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 right. But, but, but um, we're going to have to find, um, find. We we will find other life forms, and we're going mm -hmm. to have to figure out, rather than imprison them, we're going to have to figure out how to communicate with them and how to and how to live, hopefully peacefully. And um, but it's going to happen. It will happen. Not in my lifetime, but it will happen. No, I believe it too. And and the, you are absolutely right. That that telescope is is insane. They I, I saw those latest pictures they showed of Jupiter, and even the the people that created the telescope thought that the imagery was even more clear than they expected. That's what's so incredible about it. They were so thrilled. They were yeah. all so happy. You know. Yeah. And I don't blame them. I mean, they they it was beyond their wildest dreams. I think. Yeah, you know, everything went just as the way it was supposed to have gone. Right, and that was a lot of money. I think it was ten billion dollars or something to build that telescope. So, oh. yeah. Um, okay, so here's an here's another one. Do you have a favorite actor or actress of all time? It's also from Pamela. Well, Pamela, that's a tough one because um, I was thinking of that, and mm -hmm. there's so many wonderful actors and actresses. I mean, John. Um, Anthony Hopkins and um, I, I, I'm most impressed right now with Laura Linney. Oh yeah. Uh, she in in Ozarks. She mm -hmm. there's one moment I will never forget um, where she has ordered her brother to be killed, her yep. mentally ill brother. She sits in her car, and every single emotion that you can imagine in a is shown in a very short period of time mm -hmm. and the sorrow the the longing the agony the the guilt the uh, i mean every human emotion you can imagine she expresses never overdoing it but just it she just it just washes over her and and to me that's extraordinary acting i mean mm -hmm. you can scream and yell and people say oh that what's wonderful acting but it's those quiet moments. It's the silent moments in acting, mm -hmm. where you find where you find the greatest acting, and like for instance, uh, Anthony Hopkins in The Father, mm -hmm. where he, you know, he has Alzheimer's, and where he sees 
he's every time he goes into the kitchen, it's a different kitchen, just a slightly different kitchen. But when he's um, introduced to a beautiful young woman who's going to be his caretaker, um, all of a sudden he becomes this lovely, flirt flirtatious young man. So you can see a glimpse into who he was, but that's great acting. And, yeah. and it, it just happened so naturally and, and so flu with such fluidity, you know, amazing. Amazing. Yeah, no, I agree. I think he's been hitting his mark, so to speak, his whole career. I feel like Laura Linney has been just moving, 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 moving. And now she's on a on a whole other plane. I, I'm looking forward to just seeing what she comes out with over the next few years, because I agree with you. She's like on a way, way out there. She's just incredible. Yeah, incredible. And and the, the young woman who played Ruth in, in Ozarks also is great. And oh, yeah. I mean, I just I love character actors. And and uh, I mean, she's the epitome of that. Yeah, I think she, yeah, she's coming out with uh, is she playing Marilyn Monroe. She's playing somebody famous. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's it's a lost in space day. I can't go anywhere else. <laughs> OK, all right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to wander away from that. <laughs> no, it's OK. I love that. All right. So this is from Bill. Um, what does Marta think about the great Martita Hunt? Are you named after her? No. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not named after her, but Jonathan worked with her on um, in the Mad Woman of Chaillot, I think it was in on Broadway. And uh, so he did Martita Hunt. Oh, you know, wow. That's that's how he, he told me that that was part of his, how he developed Dr. Smith, that that voice that you know that uh, that way that uh, um, that rhythm of his of his voice and and in the tone and and oh and oh, oh you know kind of thing because he he obviously didn't talk like that in in person but uh, uh, but he he did he did love love uh, uh, her and and uh, so you know uh, I think that he felt that he could incorporate Martita Hunt. I am named um, actually after uh, Marta Benson, who sent me here from Norway. And she oh. was like a mother to me in, in Norway at the orphanage. And um, she worked for the, um, the uh, uh, so she was a social worker. And uh, she placed me with my parents that I, I had in Michigan. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so my name was Birgit and everybody, I, of course, I couldn't speak English. Uh, you know, the kids said, "Oh, beer gut." You know, oh wow. I mean, you know, children are cruel. They are. And, they are. And we, I mean, we we all are. In, yeah. Some way. And um, and uh, so I, they asked my parents. Said, "Well, would you like you to change your name?" And I and I named Marta as my my. I carried her with me that way all my life. Oh, that's cool. I didn't realize you actually kind of named your, you were able to name yourself, so to speak. No. That's cool. No. no. Wow. Did she, was she taken by that? Very, very much so. I have letters from her still. She was a wonderful woman, a, a large woman with, who wore, you know, like bandanas, like not all, uh, who is the, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm yeah. thinking of the rock and roller, um, Steve Zant. Not yeah, yeah, Zant. yeah, yeah. Little Steven, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, but uh, no, and, and she was, she wasn't a beautiful looking woman, but what, but a stunning, just beautiful person inside. And, you know, she had like molds on her face and, but she took me in and I remember at the airport when I, she just held me so tight and told me where I was going, what I was going to be doing and getting family. And we were both crying and and she wow. led me into the airplane. And, and that was, then I went to see her when I was pregnant with my daughter. Oh, wow. And that was the last time I saw her. Oh, wow. Wow. That's really something. That's really touching, actually. That's, it's kind of, it's kind of neat that you continued the cycle and she was able to see that you were now going to have a little girl. You know. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's cool. Um, okay. So here we go. We'll go to our next question. This is from, um, actually, you know what? I wanted to grab this. One. Oh, this is from Pamela. Um, do you know or think for the story um, or the show, if Judy and Don had dated before the launch of their journey to space? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I should know that. I should have known that as an actor, you know. <laughs> right. Tell me my story. Yeah. Where's my backstory? Right. Why, why wasn't I doing that? Um, I, 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 I think obviously we had met and mm -hmm. had, uh, you know, uh, looked each other over and said, "Okay, you know, well, I'll go if he goes." <laughs> and, right. Right. And, and uh, yeah, I, I think that. I'm sure uh, in, in reasonable times we would have we would have met and, and had uh, dinners and and gotten to know each other and you know through through the space program. Right, right. Okay, cool. And then um, the is there a, I think we asked earlier about favorite scene or or so. Did you have a favorite? episode or episodes that you know come to mind that you think of like love this one this one or this one um well there there are a couple there's um well i have to there's a story uh that a journalist or a tv critic mm -hmm. uh, told about uh, when he was asked whether he liked star trek or lost in space better and um he said oh lost in space and and people, yeah, I said, well, really? And uh, he said, yes, uh, there was a segment, there, there was an episode in uh, Lost in Space with um, when John Robinson gets taken over by a, uh, uh, a dead, evil uh, uh, humanoid and, and, and um, or creature of some kind. And um, John becomes evil and, and uh, he's supposed to kill off the family, fix the, fix, fix the spaceship. I think it's called Follow the Leader. The episode was Follow the Leader. Hmm. He's supposed to fix up the, um, the spaceship and kill all the family and then take off in the guise of this, um, uh, with, with this, this creature in him, this evil creature. And, and so he, at one, he's supposed to be throwing, he, he's, Will is next to him, and he's got this helmet on that uh, uh, the, uh, the, a, the the alien is talking to John in, in, mm -hmm. in and Bill looks up at him and and before John throws him off the cliff, he says, "Dad, 
can I talk, can I say one thing to you? And um, John, yeah. And he says, I love you. And John wow. throws off the helmet and hugs Will. And I mean, it's a very moving piece. And uh, so this TV critic is saying, you're not going to find that um, anywhere on television. And, and it's be, and that, you know, Star Trek might be more philosophical. It might have, you know, uh, it, it's for a more mature audience, but that this is done in a semi-children's program, a family program is really, really important for us to, to see and to, and to take in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. I'm going to go back and watch that episode, by the way, because literally I, I, I could remember the evil side of, of John from that, but I couldn't, I couldn't remember that scene. I, I, I got to go back and see that. That, that really sounds wonderful. So, well, and Steven Spielberg stole from that, stole and, and he, what was it? The one, one of the, um, one of the episodes, one, one of the movies that um, Raiders movie that he did where the young um, Harrison Ford has this young kid, little kid, who um, he, who follows him around and he's sort of pestering him. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, and Harrison Ford becomes, you know, has this spell, you know, over him and uh, evil spell and, and uh, tries to throw away the kid and the kid says, I wanna say one thing to you, I wanna say one thing to you, I love you. And, you know, and Harrison Ford all of a sudden, you know, becomes better and, and, and then, you know, and he's, you know, taken, the, the evil spell has, has been removed. So, you know, it's something that, that, that obviously, uh, you know, um, uh, resonated with, with the, the great Steven Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Now that I remember that scene that you're talking about. So I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, from Raiders. Yeah. What? Um, so uh, wait, I had one other one here from uh, Susan. She wants to know, um, do you still continue to watch Lost in Space at times? <laughs> that was an afterthought. <laughs> you know, I love it. I, 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 when I get it on MTV, I mean, it's, it, you know, it, once in a while I, I'll turn it on and I'll go, oh my God, how wonderful. No, I love like watching the Great Vegetable Rebellion mm -hmm. recently. And, and I just giggled throughout the whole thing because I could see how I was just walking through it just sort of like in a dream of, oh my gosh, I'm talking to a carrot, there's celery, there's, it, it just, <laughs> you know, it, it, it was, I was amused. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and, you know, here, I mean, it was like Mark Goddard and myself both studied, you know, deeply with, you know, theater and, and, and Stanislavski and, and right. <laughs> Mark said, uh, 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 to the director, hey, uh, eight years of, uh, of Stanislavski and the method acting, uh, studying, and, and uh, tell me what, what, you know, uh, what, what, what am I supposed to be? What, what's my, what's my move? Where, where, you know, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to a carrot. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah, he just, he, he, well, we all thought it was, was interesting. And, uh, but I was recently at a convention and there was a man who, they have a 
they they had a contest uh, costume contest mm-hmm. and actually came dressed as a carrot oh wow i can't i couldn't believe it was i have it on my phone it was wonderful i mean it, it was like just like what we had and i this guy must have taken hours and hours to make this costume I did was he big, win he he did yes he did. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> the children loved it too. Oh my gosh, it was it was so funny and so startling at first. <laughs> wow, the carrot. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. As Mark would say. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I actually it, that had to be kind of funny because when you think of the method in that there was always the old line like, you know, be the chair or be a <laughs> piece of bacon right now or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right, you know. And so that was actually taking it to that point. Like, and now you're talking to a carrot. Go. Now you're talking to a carrot. Well, how do I do this? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Um, okay, another one here. Um, actually, you know, I, I'm going to skip. Uh, let's go to. Let's go. Great questions. Yeah. This is from Dave. Dave wants to know if you've seen the uh, new Lost in Space, and uh, what your what your feelings are about it. Well, it, it's not lost in space the way, you know, our, our show was, mm-hmm. but I thought it was a good family show and um, I loved, I loved the cast. Uh, I was supposed to be in the third um, season, um, uh, but because of COVID, uh, Canada oh. closed its border the week before I was supposed to leave. Oh. I was uh, very upset about that. <laughs> and and uh, Netflix apparently wouldn't, um, wouldn't, uh, you know, uh, put me up for the two weeks that I, well, they wouldn't let me in. They had, they yeah. had to use an actor that, um, that was, uh, you know, Canadian. Uh, I was very disappointed because I really, I was going to be Polly, uh, Polly Parker's, Molly Parker's mother. Wow. And um, that would have been so much fun because I adored her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and she was so soft and lovely and uh, on the show and, 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 and in person as well. And, yeah, I, I, CGI of course makes a huge difference. Yeah, uh, but I did, I did love in the, like the first year where um, Will, uh, you know, he's on the tree and and he makes a decision whether he's going to uh, save the robot or save himself. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's just, you know, again, you know, it touches it touches you. It, it touches what. Um, you know, uh, the, the, you know what we all want to be, who we want to be. We want to be that honorable person who will, mm-hmm. and selfless person. So yeah, I, but you know, uh, then it was, uh, you know, the, um, uh, when, when they colonized and all of that, I, you know, it was good, it was good. But it was, again, it wasn't our show. It was a, it was a, a different, it was a family adventure series, a sci-fi family adventure series. Yeah, you know, it's funny, just as you're talking, I was thinking about to the the romantic side of the show versus um, the original Lost in Space. And actually, the new the new one does have a little, it has a sense of romance. And it's almost like, um, I don't know, like first romance, even though even though um, the, you know, um, uh, the, the parents are showing, you know, love at times, it's still nothing is very you know, it's, it's, it's like you said, it's like holding hands or, you know, kind of looking at each other. There really isn't this, you know, real, 
you know, heavy That's show of affection. Yeah, there's no intense passion. Right. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, and I, I guess that's appropriate. Uh, yeah, uh, well, but you know, a little sex might have sold a few more <laughs> yeah. viewers on coming in to see the show. I don't know. Very true, very true. You're right about that. Okay, here's another one. This is from Jeff. Jeff, uh, once again, he says, were you aware at the, at the time that especially by season three, there was a, are you a Judy guy or are you a Penny guy? Like on Gilligan's Island when, are you a Ginger or Marianne guy? You and Angela were and are both beautiful. To be honest, growing up, I always leaned towards brunettes, but married a blonde. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there, there I think you he's answered his question. <laughs> <laughs> were you aware of that that was going on? I had no clue. No, I had um, no clue. I mean, Angela was a little young. Um, right. But the younger boys, I imagine, would, would tend to have a crush on her. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I know I would... One time I went to UCLA. I don't even remember why I was there. But um, the, I mean, the guys from the fraternities came out when they heard that uh, Judy Robinson was there. You know, oh, they were all, you know, I, I don't know. I, have, I don't remember. All I remember is I'm sort of, they, these, these young men are ascending on me. And I thought, wow, all right. Wow. <laughs> Uh, I was very surprised and and pleased, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. I mean, it's amazing. I, well, that's why, you know, I remember when we talked in the first interview about the idea of, you know, you're there, you're working on the set each day. And, you know, then you, like you said, they're very long days. It's not like, oh, and you're out every night or whatever. And, you, you know, you go home, you're back on the set. You might have your weekends, but the rest of the world, the rest of the country is watching this show and they're watching you progress as this character. So. I'm just thinking back to especially that time, you know, now everything's on, you know, it's on Facebook, it's on this, it's on that. But back then it wasn't. And so were you kind of like in a bubble from the standpoint of just realizing just how popular the, you know, you were and this character and this show was? I think um, I wasn't terribly affected by it. I, I, I looked pretty different in, in real life. I mean, I didn't wear makeup. My hair was you know, straight and blonde, and, and looked mm -hmm. more like a surfer girl mm -hmm. than, than uh, you know, than with the eyelashes and you know all the stuff that that they did to me. Um, so I was more bo you know, boho rather than uh, and surfer than than um, the Judy character. And I live I live in an area where um, there are actors all around me, mm -hmm. and. Um, you know something, John? I I wasn't aware of of um, and people would look at me, but I thought, well, people are looking at me because I'm pretty or something. But mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but but you know, and they'd say like, I know you. People would say, I know you from somewhere, and I'd say, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, we'd probably met somewhere. You know, I, I would just avoid talking about being on Lost in Space, but they, but they knew, they thought that they knew me. I mean, hmm. I, um, I, I had done all of the shows except for combat on television. Wow. And, uh, and uh, it's funny, I was reading a book about uh, uh, the um, Irwin Allen, the, 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 what was it, the fantasy world of Irwin Allen. And, and um, hmm. it was saying that Bill Mooney had 
done all the shows on television. Well, they didn't say that I had done all the shows on television, which I had. In fact, I did one with Bill, uh, out with Alfred Hitchcock, the director. Right. So, uh, you know, I was working all the time and, and doing, you know, um, important stories. And, and one that was, I think I told you earlier about, um, you know, uh, abortion and, um, mm -hmm. and uh, teenage pregnancy and, and, and teenage, teenage marriage and with Tony Dow, God bless him. Wow. And um, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a, an earth, earth shaking um, two episodes and uh, it crossed over from Dr. Kildare to 11th hour. And, and um, wow. so and I was doing all, the, as I said, all the shows, all the shows and wow. repeating them uh, and, and doing Shirley, uh, you know, one after the other. When they wanted an ingenue, there I was. Called you, called you. And by the way, I, I think we had talked, well, we had talked about, God, I think it was Leave it to Beaver, the first one, but what did you, um, how did, um, you You had said that, and it's a shame, I, I agree, we should acknowledge it, it is very sad that Tony's passed since we we had our first interview. Um, did, uh, you, you had met him, uh, what were your recollections, I guess, of working with Tony? Well, with Tony on Four Feet in the Morning, the one that I just talked about, he was so lovely. He was a um, shy, he was very shy. And, um, but a very kind actor, a very, not, he, you know, even though he had had uh, success on Leave it to Beaver and, and he, um, he, he wasn't a cock of the walk. He was, he was really just down to earth and very, and and just very um, earnest and 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 um, authentic, um, and uh, he, you know he was an effortless actor. He just um, he he would get on set and and he was ready and and I you know and 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 I was ready. We knew who we were. We we you know related to each other very easily. There was no <clears throat> no searching or. You know, soul searching about who we who we were in the in the show and and uh, we just you know we just acted uh normally and and naturally with each other that's 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 beautiful um when what i i'm curious by the way because you brought up the other shows that you were on were there any other of those shows where you remember you know as far as the actors, I mean, I, I know that you worked with Bill, obviously, on on Albert uh, Hitchcock, but from some of those other shows, was there anyone that really you remember being like, you know, either kind of astounded to be working with them or, uh, you know, just impressed, like at the time, like this is this this person is quite special. Well, Richard Chamberlain, for one. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, I mean, he you know, he, he just had he had taken over television and, and mm -hmm. was an amazing, amazing actor. Uh, uh, but again, very low key and very much to himself. And, um, uh, and I think it's because he carried a show and that, that, that would take a lot of energy and a lot of effort. Um, Jack Palance in The Greatest Show on Earth. Where, oh, wow, what a name. Yeah, yeah, what was it? Played a um, tightrope walker who was clumsy on the ground but great in the air. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the one that Irwin saw and said, "I want that girl." And uh, yeah, oh, that's and, right. Yeah, and uh, oh, oh God, I was um, I did a screen test with Lee Remick. Oh wow! And uh, Dick Quine directed. 
oh, I can't believe I, I can't remember the movie, not wait until dark. Um, anyway, it was a murder mystery and, and mm -hmm. uh, Richard Klein directed, uh, directed the movie and directed me in, in the screen test. And um, he with Jack Lemmon and, uh, uh, and, and Max Arno, a, a, a casting man at Paramount uh, started a, their own company and asked me to be their, um, their only person, uh, only woman that they put under contract. So wow. I was the contract of uh, Richard Quine, Blake Edwards and uh, Jack Lemmon. What? Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. That's I mean, like, that's that, I mean, that is quite a talented group. Oh yeah. yeah. Jeez. And how long did their company, uh, was it, it only lasted a year? I don't know. There was a tax thing. I, I don't know what, but it was, um, but, and, and, they, and they never did, you know, did any films, but wow. <laughs> at least I, you know, I knew them and I would go to their parties and, and it was uh, quite uh, an extraordinary time. Okay. So what was Jack Lemon like? What was Blake Edwards like? I mean, wow. Blake Edwards was so gentle and so kind and um, and such a uh, there was a, a quality about him that uh, you know it, it was hard for me to see him as you know this this you know strong dynamic actor uh, uh, director because he was so because he was such a, a soft speaking person and and um, and Jack Lemon oh. Jack Lemon, he he was um, he he and his his beautiful wife uh, she had two names that, that were the same I forgot what her name wow. was. wow but um, but he was he was just sort of who he uh, was in in film he just had that that um, very friendly and sort of I don't know happy go lucky kind of guy you know he probably. Wow. He certainly didn't play that in some of his films, but we get, you know, all, all com comics or comedian, uh, comic actors are, you know, dark underneath. Yeah. So, uh, uh, or they, they, most of them were, are. Um, and uh, Dick Wine, again, it was, you know, another person that I really didn't get to know well, um, but, uh, you know, it was on, an honor to be a part of their, part of their group. Oh, yeah. Of course. You know, it's it's funny. I, I remember many years ago being on an airplane with Walter Matthau and Jack Lemon. And oh. and I and I talked to, I, I got a chance to talk to Walter Matthau and I said, because uh, he was I was in the general scene area, so was he. And um he said he said, Yeah, they had one first class seat and that that was it. And he said, and of course it went to Jack. Said, <laughs> because it always goes to Jack. And, and I just thought that was so funny. He was like, I'm always the one like, you know, in the back. And, yeah. it, and it was funny because when they landed, Walter Matthau had like one suitcase. Jack Lemon had somebody picking him up that was like a driver. They were grabbing all these different bags and it was only him. It was really funny. And we, they were like, they were, they were like an odd couple themselves, you know. I would see Walter Matthau uh, in the Palisades where, where I live and, 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 and he would be sort of walking around the neighborhood, just sort of sauntering around the neighborhood. <laughs> now I just sort of, I, and, and, and he was so nice to everybody at the, yeah. you know, because I would walk my dogs and, oh, oh, oh. 
you know, Walter Matthau. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, he was uh, one of my heroes. And um, yeah, loved, loved, loved. Yeah, he, loved, he stood out. Him. Okay, we'll go, we'll go back to Lost in Space. You and I could talk all day. Um, okay, here we go. Candy. Candy had one other one. Candy. She wanted to know if you have any plans to write your autobiography. It says... You've led a fascinating life, and we'd all love to hear about it. It would also give us your recollections of your time on Lost in Space. We have Marks, we have Bill and Angela's, even Bob Mays. I would love to hear your stories and see any photos that you took on the set. Oh, um, well, I didn't take any photos on the set, but they were taken, yeah. um, so I can I certainly have access to those. But um, you know, I, I'm I'm writing. I've written this children's story. And I'm trying to um, do the uh, illustrations, and I and I and I think that that's my autobiography. It's really about um, being an orphan and and being um, being the odd one out. I was the you know the only German child or half German child in the orphanage, and and um, and how a person how a child survives that um, kind of ostracism from, from other children. I did it by performing, by entertaining. Uh, and but I was always fearful. I was always scared. And, um, and my dream was to go to a home that um, would be, you know, where I would be safe and taken care of and unconditionally taken care of, loved. And so I, I think that my autobiography is um, that, that's sort of the core of who I am. And um, that's why family means everything to me. And, and um, um, I would write it, but it might, it, it, it's too painful, I think. And, and um, so I, I think that my children's story is, 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 um, is painful as well. <laughs> I'm having a very hard time illustrating it. Um, I'm an artist, you see my painting, I think. Yeah, I it's you. so gorgeous, I love that painting. And uh, I have others throughout my house and, but I, I, I don't know quite how to finish it. I don't know quite how to, maybe I don't want to, I, I, I don't know, it's, mm -hmm. it, you know. It's, it sounds like a psychological babble, but it, um, but I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I would write it, but I've written some pages and, and I just, every time I read it, I, I cry and cry and cry. So I'm, I'm not sure if I, I can, but um, I miss my parents, my adopted parents. Mm -hmm. um, I miss my husband. I miss my great sister who brought me to um, see all of my siblings, my half siblings, and and a full sister, and and she died shortly after Kevin died, and mm. uh, you know I it's just, I just sometimes just too much, and um, uh, you know we all have we all experience things in our lives that that put us into that place. So I'm not I'm not sure I'm not sure if I could, and That's so. Um, but but my children's book, I, I'm I swear I'm going to finish it by the illustrations by the end of this year. I, I, that that I want that to be my legacy for children everywhere. 
Very cool. Very cool. You know, it's interesting too, when you started that off and you, you were saying that you performed because you were scared at the orphanage, how amazing that that became such a, like a, uh, like a, a, a special little, like, I, I'm trying to say like, it's almost like magic happened. It's like, so, so to, to, you know, do that, you started to perform and now look where you are, look where that has taken you. Yeah, yeah you're right. You know? I, I'm always amazed at um, how, <clears throat> how um, I can immerse myself in a character and I lose myself in, in a character. Mm -hmm. um, I, it, it's my way of, of escaping. It's my way of, 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 of saying the things that I want to say to people about myself and, and trying to communicate to them that they have the same feelings, that we all have the same feelings. There's a wonderful song called, We, we All Bleed the Same. Mm -hmm. And you know that's what an actor does. An actor shows how, how we are all, all the same. And we all have, we all want the same same things we i mean we 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 um show them um how we want them differently but but we all really just need to be um we need to care about it and to be cared about and and to take care of our families and to and to have a living and to you know and to um and and communicate with each other and mm -hmm. Yeah, and one of the things I've done in um, in this workshop that I do is uh, I've, I've written stories and and performed them, and uh, people are always very moved, and, and and I think it's just because it you know it's all from the truth, right? And the heart, um, so that's the key. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I'll tell you what, to wrap up our wonderful episode here, because it's always wonderful sitting here talking with you, is um, what what would you say to the fans? Obviously, this is all about the fans' questions. What would you like to say to the fans that are out there? Because I know that you, you know, some of the people I have on say, oh, yeah, I, you know, I love hearing about my fans or whatever. But I, I can tell that this comes from a very deep place for you, um, how you feel about the fans. So I'd like to give you that moment to kind of just tell me, what, what would you say to the fans? Oh, my goodness. I would say to the fans <clears throat> how much I love them and how, um, how much I, I am, um, I'm grateful for their, um, their caring and about uh, their interest um, in the show, in my life, in in um, uh, that, and, and I want to say to them how um, I send them my great love and and um, and uh, joy and hope. Hope is the center of um, of what we, who we are. If we don't have hope. We have, um, life is too difficult. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I want to give them hope. And um, it, it, you know, it's, it, it, it's so amazing to know that there are people out there that actually have watched Lost in Space and have been changed by it mm -hmm. and have been moved by it and have been comforted by 
the caring in the family and the stories that we told, even if some of them became silly and fa mm -hmm. you know and fantasy, um, they still they still have a warmth to them. And it it and I'm always so happy to know that um, that I've changed and helped change some people's lives. Yeah, not many people can say that. That's pretty cool. Um, well, listen, I, I loved having you on. Like I said, I know the fans are going to love this. I, I'm a fan. I love it. So um, yeah, just thanks so much for being on, Marty. It, it, it means so much. And, and uh, you know, you, you, you did a great job. I, it was my pleasure, John. Thank you so much. You got it. Bye-bye. Thanks for coming, and uh, please check us out also on youtube.com slash thatsclassictv, where you can actually watch and see the celebrities that are on the show. Thanks again. Bye-bye.